Welcome to Catchmat Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies. It's finally April. Even though there's still plenty of snow here in Homer, spring is slowly on its way. The days are getting longer, the weather's warming up, and we've been getting more and more of that oh-so-welcome sunshine. Everything's starting to thaw, and by everything, I mean everything, including, believe it or not, some animals. Alaska has lots of different insects that are freeze-tolerant, meaning they deal with harsh winter temperatures by letting themselves freeze and then thawing out when spring rolls around. Some intertidal organisms can also survive freezing, like barnacles and mussels. And another one of our freezable fauna also happens to be our resident amphibian, the wood frog. These little frogs are the northernmost amphibian in all of North America and can even be found above the Arctic Circle. They're just a couple of inches long and usually look tan or brown with darker speckles and stripes covering their bodies. Their bellies are more of a cream color, and they typically have a dark stripe across their eyes, which sort of resembles an eye mask. Wood frogs may be tiny, but boy are they mighty, especially when it comes to winter adaptations. Towards the end of summer and into early fall, wood frogs will nestle themselves under a pile of moss, leaf litter, and other organic material. And then something really cool happens. The frog starts to freeze. This is usually really dangerous for most animals because their blood vessels could be punctured by their insides freezing over. And there's no way for their organs to get oxygen and important nutrients if their blood freezes. Plus, ice can dehydrate an animal's cells, which messes with cellular structure and can even fracture cell walls. Basically, most animals would suffer so much internal damage from freezing that they would not be able to survive. So how can a wood frog successfully freeze themselves without suffering all of these deadly consequences? You can almost think of them as master multitaskers, because two important processes are happening at the same time. Ice crystals will cover all of their internal organs and begin forming in the layers between skin and muscle. Eventually, about two-thirds of their bodies turn into ice, including their eye lenses. At the exact same time, the wood frog's liver goes into overdrive to produce a bunch of sugary, syrupy glucose. This glucose gets pumped into the frog's cells, where it acts as a cryoprotectant, or antifreeze. This way, even though the outside of the cells are covered in a layer of ice, the insides are protected from freezing and drying out. This frogsicle has no heartbeat, doesn't breathe, and doesn't move for six to eight months. It spends its winter in this state of suspended animation until springtime, usually in April or May, when they thaw from the inside out. First, their hearts start beating. Then their brains and other organs thaw and start working again. Their glucose levels return to normal, and finally, their muscles come back online. And then the wood frog digs itself out of its insulated winter home and hops away to the nearest body of freshwater to mate. Pretty amazing, right? Scientists think so too, and are interested in learning more about wood frog winter survival for all sorts of reasons. Studying their unique hibernation abilities could lead to new information for how best to freeze and thaw organs before being transplanted without damaging them. Wood frogs are also able to tolerate blood sugar levels over 100 times greater than average, and learning more about how they can do this without getting injured could give us important insights into how to better manage and understand diabetes in humans. So keep an ear out for the loud staccato mating calls over the next few weeks that mean these amazing amphibians have all thawed out for the season. This is Alexa Helm, and this has been Kachamak Currents, brought to you by the Center for Alaskan Coastal Studies, which has been connecting you with the nature of Kachamak Bay through education and stewardship for 40 years.